0: This is
1: the People in Their Work podcast. I am Professor Doug Gardner in the Student Leadership and Success Studies Department at Utah Valley University. In this podcast, you will hear the first person stories of people journeying through their education, work, and career decision making. In this episode of the People in Their Work podcast, we will hear from Ann Sharp, a professor of elementary education. She shared her education and career story with my students. It is the story of survival and overcoming trial and personal challenges. When I was in your place, I wanted more than anything to just be a mom. All I wanted to do was find that Mr. Right and to get married and to have children. That was my dream. And I was going to school because I belonged to a family that highly valued college. In fact, um, it was a very unusual dynamics in my home. I had a mother that was a college graduate and then a father who was a high school dropout. And um, as they blended their lives together, they became very adamant that all of their children were going get, to get a college education. And my, I'm the youngest. I have uh, three older brothers, and I'm the only girl. And all three of my brothers ended up with a doctorate degree. So there was a desire in my heart that, oh, well, maybe I'll get a doctorate, but uh, that's maybe not. You know, I just wanted to graduate and become this this um, homemaker. Well, I did meet uh, a man that I did fall in love with, and we did get married. And he took me to Seattle, Washington. And in Seattle, Washington, I continued my degree, which at that time was a dance degree. I actually got a scholarship, I was um, doing a lot of performing, and I was told that I had a lot of talent when it comes to choreography and I could really see myself um, uh, becoming a professional dancer. So I was really excited about that, and my husband was on board with that. And a year and a half down the road, I was now a junior, and my husband said, We're moving back to Salt Lake. I've got uh, a job offer there, and we're going to go back home. And so that kind of ended my... Um, my dream of being a dancer. And I didn't care because the most important thing to me was, you know, being that mother. And that hadn't started yet, but I had high hopes that it was going to. I then started, once we moved back, I did start having children. And eight children later, I had really um, experienced the joy of being a mother, but something wasn't... Quite right. And um, while we lived in Seattle, I was having nightmares. And the nightmares I was having were very disturbing. I would dream that I was married to a man in a mask. And I would wake up in sweats. The dreams were so horrifying. And one night when I had that dream, I actually got up out of my bed and walked around. It was a king size bed. <laughs> walked around, my husband was turned his back to me, so I had to walk all around the bed, and I just stared at his face. And it looked normal to me. But I knew something wasn't quite right. Anyway, this was many, many years later, after all eight children were were born, that I found out that this man I had married was a perpetrator, and that he had abused my children, all eight of them. And my dream of being a homemaker was gone. And I had to go back to school. I had to support my kids. And so I decided that I was no longer had a dancer's body, (laughs) no longer was much of a dancer, although I did teach dancing in the basement of my home. And I, uh, I decided to go into elementary education. And as I was going through school uh, in elementary education, I, was, I, I realized that I was really struggling with reading. And I would work very, very hard to get good grades, and I did get good grades but not without a lot of a lot of hard work and sometimes with help and I um, I was led to get my master's degree and while I was getting my master's degree I learned about the science of reading and it was so fascinating to me I just was so enthralled with what the science of reading would bring, and I was already a school teacher by the time I got my master's degree, and I started using some of that research that I was learning about in my own classroom, and I started realizing, this works! My practice improved, and my students were learning like no other, and I was just so excited. I was on fire about the science of reading. as I closed my master's degree, I got the opportunity to get a doctorate degree. And I thought, no way. I, I was already having trouble learning, uh, learning because of, of reading and I thought, how will I ever compete with younger people who are um, so much smarter than I am? How will I ever do that? And, but I felt, I felt led Well, I would say it was more than being led. I was actually told that's what I needed to do. And so I did go and get my doctorate and while I was in a classroom, the professor asked me, well, how do you read, Anne? And I told her, I told her exactly how I read. And she said, that's not how people read. And I said, yeah, it is, it's how I read. And she said, I want you to read this book. And she handed me a book by a woman named Sally Shaywitz, and that book was Overcoming Dyslexia. And I read that book and I found out that I knew why. I was having a hard time reading, I had dyslexia. I found that out as a doctorate student, (laughs) that I had dyslexia. And all of my compensating behaviors that had helped me get to that point were not working in my doctorate program, and now I knew why. And I was able, through the help of my Savior, Jesus Christ, was able to get through my doctorate program. And um, my professor said, well, you'll probably never do much with research. But I had to enter a contest with my own research, and I won first place. And then I entered that contest the next year, and I won second place. And then I had to write my dissertation, and I bec- my dissertation became the dissertation of the year that year. And so I was able to develop a reputation that allowed me to land a job in spite of my dyslexia and I uh, was at that job for about three years and the money I was hired on was soft money. So I ended up uh, losing that job as the money dried up and then I started to apply for other, other jobs and landed here at Utah Valley University as um, an assistant professor and has, have now got my associate professor and I feel so lucky. So after I found out what my husband had done, I had a big job. I had to heal my kids. I had eight kids that so all needed to be healed. And we went through counseling, and we, and we went through all kinds of things to help. And, but I went into a funk. I spent 17 years with anxiety attacks every day and deep, deep darkness like tar of depression for 17 years. And in spite of that, and in spite of my dyslexia, I was still able to get a doctorate degree, help my children heal. And they're all great kids, they're all grown They're all doing really, really well. And and I'm doing really, really well. And I'm pretty dang old now. And I'm not afraid to share my story anymore, because I didn't used to share it, because it's pretty private. And it's also pretty ugly. But my message to you is that life doesn't always turn out the way you want them to but it will always turn out the way it's supposed to. And through all the trials that you are gonna face, cause you will face trials and you probably already have, right? <laughs> Many already. You will get through them. And you will land on the other side a much better person. I'm really, really grateful for all of my trials and for all of the successes that I've had in spite of those trials. And you will have those too. I am Doug Gardner, and this has been the People in Their Work podcast. Music by Christopher Weiss. Images are from the UVU Roots of Knowledge stained glass exhibit by Holdman Studios.